right, welcome to the Dark Delight Show. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope everybody is doing well and safe. I know that some storms ripped through Livingston County there, so I hope everybody is doing well and safe over there. All right, well, you know what? We have a supply chain crisis. That's, that's right, we do. And this is all part of the unfolding global conspiracy, as we know. This is all part of the globalist agenda to bring America down to her knees. Because that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about the implementation of the New World Order. We're talking about the systematic destruction of the United States of America through asymmetrical warfare. And, uh, you know, the big talk of the town is the heat stress that has killed an estimated 10,000 Angus cows uh, from Kansas all the way down to Texas. <clears throat> now, I've been investigating this, and we've been looking into this a little bit. And uh, I was on uh, one of my shows, DEFCON 5, which is on American Media Periscope last night. And we were talking about this. And uh, my co-host, James Grunvig, he actually contacted a few ranchers that he knew and said that uh, the ranchers came back and said that, yeah, no, this is uh, this happens from time to time. And it typically happens when you have the perfect storm. And typically the perfect storm would be. Something around the nature of very, very cold weather and then turning into rain and then heat. And apparently this causes massive distress within the cows and and they eventually die. But the problem we have with this is that the amount of cows, the amount of cows that all died at the same time, this doesn't make sense. So we, we investigated a little further and a good friend of mine, a former military guy, he uh, contacted a few of his people that he knew in military intelligence who are from Kansas, which uh, just happens that one of them knew the rancher who filmed the video with the, uh, the 10,000 dead cows. And the gentleman reached out to the rancher, and the rancher came back and said, no, this had nothing to do with heat stress. The USDA came back. And said that we must kill our cows. And so we terminated the cows. And these orders are going out all over the country. For these farmers. These, these ranchers. To kill their cows. So we, uh, we've asked for more information. To see if we can get an interview. We've asked uh, to, to see the documentation. This isn't the first time that this type of documentation has come about from the USDA. Um, last year... There was multiple different orders coming into farmers and ranchers to, uh, to kill their livestock and to kill their crops. Um, and this was ordered by the U.S. government and due compensation obviously was given. But the question is, is why would the government be ordering farmers to kill their livestock or to destroy their crops? That's, that's a good question, right? Well... Maybe it has something to do with one of the reasons why total this year, or since January 11th, 2021, there has been 97, 97 fires affecting our supply chain. Not, not, not just our supply chain. This is affecting food processing, manufacturing, and distribution. I got the list right here in front of me. Um... From Fayetteville, North, North Carolina, all the way across to California, we have 97 incidences. 50% of them, or actually more than 50% of them, 
uh, about 70 of them have happened in 2022. And a lot of them are chickens and turkey farms. Now, I, I, I'm one who, who enjoys science. I, I love mathematics, and I might dabble a little bit in statistical analysis. But when I look at this, and I look at the history of various different fires affecting our supply chain, whether it be uh, food processing, manufacturing, distribution, energy, infrastructure, these types of things, this one sticks out like a sore thumb. This is called a statistical anomaly. Actually, a statistical improbability. And, you know, it's interesting because many years ago, on my podcast, I said this was going to happen. I said that what they would do is utilize small little incidences to destroy our supply chain. The small incidences would be local. People wouldn't really notice them. They wouldn't be reported in the news, but they would accumulate. And as they accumulate, they begin this cascade effect on the supply chain. And see, there's multiple parts to this. Firstly, we had arson that occurred within the pipeline fire in Arizona. Um, The last two events of these food production and manufacturing facilities just happened to be in Wisconsin, in the same county. I mean, you, you can't make that up. In Wisconsin and Wupaka County, two fires, one day after another, both in Wapaka County in Wisconsin. Then we get uh, news like uh, Smithfield is closing one of the largest, the largest, pork processing facilities in the country. And with no plans of reopening it. A few years ago, actually not a few years ago, last summer, the World Economic Forum, along with the United States government and multiple other organizations, performed a global exercise known as Cyber Polygon. Now, the World Economic Forum is notorious for having global exercises. And then a few months later, those exercises becoming reality. If you need an example of that, you can research something known as Event 301. And basically what this was, basically what this was, and sorry, not Event 301, Event 201. But basically what Event 201 was is on October 19, 2019, the World Economic Forum, Bill Melinda Gates Foundation, John Hopkins University, all did a scenario of a global pandemic of which a novel coronavirus moves from bats into human beings and produces a pandemic. This happened in a wet market in South America, and they rushed to develop an mRNA vaccine to curve the spread of this pandemic. Now, that was October 19, 2019. A month later... The actual real scenario occurred in a wet market in China. I don't believe in coincidences. Well, in August of 2021, they did the cyber polygon exercise where 
various different terrorist organizations targeted first world countries' global infrastructure with computer hacks. And what they did is they started out very, very small by, by hacking into various IoT devices within these supply chain and critical infrastructure businesses. And they would do is overload various different machinery within those businesses. And so if you had something on the production floor, like a, a, a robotic cutter, they would overload the cutter. And when they did that, well, what would happen is a fire would break out. As the fire broke out, it would engulf the whole facility. Now, here's the interesting thing, is they only targeted one-offs. What I mean by that is not mainstream. See, they're not corporate or globalist-owned facilities that this was happening to. These were mom-and-pop shops that have a, a, a good market share. And this is exactly what we're seeing right now. Just like Event 201, we're seeing the same exact scenario out, that attacks on our critical infrastructure are happening. you got to remember, we also have attacks on our oil and our gas. We've had multiple fires at various oil refineries, pipelines. This is terrorism. This is happening in our country right now. And nobody is saying anything. Nobody is even drawing any concern about this. Our food supply, our food chain, is under attack. These numbers are pretty big. April 15th, 2022, 1,380,000 chickens destroyed at Egg Farm in Lancaster, Minnesota. April 12, 2022, 1,746,900 chickens destroyed on an egg farm in Dixon, Nebraska. March 28, 2022, 1,460,000,000 chickens destroyed at egg farm in Guthrie, Iowa. April 27, 2022, 2,118,000 chickens destroyed at a farm in Knox, Nebraska. April 20th, 2022, 2 million chickens destroyed at egg farm in Minnesota. Do you, do you see a trend here? May 31st, 2022, 3 million chickens destroyed by a fire at Forsman facility in Stockholm Township, Minnesota. Minnesota, Minnesota. <laughs> I, I mean, come on. Why, why aren't these happening in, in Florida? Why aren't, uh, why, why are these more centralized towards these major distribution points where our food food and supply chain come from. This is concerning. The Federal Bureau of Investigation should be looking into this. The Department of Defense should be looking into this. This is a threat to America. Our food and supply chain is under attack. Our critical infrastructure is under attack. And nobody is batting an eye. Nobody is saying anything. And see, that's the interesting thing. 
Because you're not going to believe what comes next. You're not going to believe what comes next. See, what comes next is water. That's the real mystery here. Is what comes next is water. The war on water. The Colorado River right now is drying up. I tend to uh, <clears throat> think of a meme that I wanted to create sometime in the near future. And uh, this meme would show the Walton family filling up bottles of water and throwing them on to a pallet that says, Shipping to Saudi Arabia and United Arab Emirates for profit. And then at the other end of the river, where the water is depleted, it shows the Walton family and their philanthropy taking in millions upon millions of dollars from the U.S. federal government with a big sign that says, Save the Colorado River. See, this is a racket. It's all a racket. The destruction of America is a racket. These people will stop at nothing until they have full power. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with more of the Dark Delight Show in just a minute. Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, the Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. You can secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. 
Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. And if you had a pen ready and you didn't catch Kirk Elliott's number to buy that gold and silver, to, to convert your 401ks or your IRAs or even an open IRA or just buy some gold and silver bullion, that's 720-605-3900. And we're talking about the war on the supply chain. We're talking about the over 97 various fires that have killed millions upon millions of chickens, turkeys, eggs. Obviously, now we're looking at the heat stress, big quotation marks around that, that killed over 10,000 cows. And, and then we were talking about the water, the war on water. And we're going to get to that in just one minute, but first I want to go to the lines. Tony, what's up, man? How we doing? Yeah. Good, good. I, just a, a couple quick things. Uh, number one, the, 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 one of the problems with selling water is unfettered capitalism. You know, if, if somebody gets something, they're going to sell it and they're going to try to make money. And conservatives tend, I, I tend not to be a conservative. Conservatives tend to be against regulation. I think you need some kind of regulation to prevent capitalism from running wild. And the other thing is that the it, it the reason people are running out of water is climate change, and nobody seems to want to admit or address that issue. So that those are the only two things I have to say. Well, I appreciate the call, Tony. And, uh, yeah, listen, I, I agree with being against untethered capitalism because what happens with untethered capitalism is you have crony capitalism form and you have monopolies form. And so there has to be regulations, but the regulation shouldn't be upon the market rates. It shouldn't be upon controlling the markets, but instead regulating the industries. And I think that's the big difference that we're talking about here, right? Is regulating the industries so they don't pollute, regulating the industries so they can't get too large and become monopolistic. Um, and so I agree with that. Now, in the sense of climate change, um, is climate change real? That's a big question. Well, the word climate is literally defined as a change in weather patterns over time. So we're, we're really saying, uh, you know, climate change is changing weather, uh, changing weather in a change in weather. I mean, <laughs> it, it's uh, redundant in the sense of its definition. But what climate change is, is we have seen the human beings have attributed to climate change in the past hundred years. There's been a small increase if you look at the procession over long periods of time. Is it significant? Um, It's significant to us because we are affecting it. Um, in, In the sense of the totality of the earth, it's not very significant. And many people would argue that we're still coming out of an ice age from the lower driest time period 10,000 years ago, and that the Earth goes through heating and cooling periods. Um, The real concern that I see with climate change, though, is not necessarily what we're doing to the Earth in the sense of our carbon footprint, but instead what we're doing to the Earth in the sense of weather manipulation. And I promise you, I've researched this topic heavily. They are spraying aerosols and heavy metals into the air. They are manipulating our weather with various different technologies. One of them is called HARP. And there's other types of what they call ionization heaters all over the world. 
We just found one that was located um, in the northwestern part on a naval base in Australia. And it's known as an ionization heater. And they come out and plainly tell you that they're utilized to manipulate the weather. To What they do is they utilize extremely low frequencies and they bombard high energy, extremely low, low frequencies into the upper ionosphere. And what this does is it charges the ionosphere, which is pertinent to our weather patterns. To give you an idea, the majority of our weather patterns are actually dominated by the sun. I know that sounds very strange, but we found correlations directly involving the other planets and changing weather patterns on those planets um, and directly associated with the 11-year solar cycle minimum and maximums. And what happens is, is back, basically you have cosmic radiation that flows by the Earth and then charges the sun, and then the sun goes through solar minimums and maximums, and this is dependent upon the output of solar energy. And the solar energy comes off as you know X flares or solar flares, coronal mass ejections, but always there's a continuous stream of uh, electromagnetic energy coming from the sun. Well, that energy, when it hits the Earth's magnetic field, it can basically produce um, kind of like a capacitance, outside of the earth and this basically induces charge within the ionosphere and as the ionosphere increases or decreases in charge you have various weather patterns that accumulate within earth because water itself is not electrically neutral but electrically ionized and so with the changes in the ionosphere you have various different weather patterns that can merge within the world within the globe and so what they discovered is that they took extremely low frequencies and, you know, like high energy, like, you know, 50,000 50, watt, you know, four or five hertz waves and sent them into the ionosphere, they can manipulate the weather patterns on Earth. And they can produce a hurricane. They can produce a tornado. They can produce a drought. They can produce rain. They can do all these things. This is not news. John Brennan in 2010 talked about the CIA's efforts to manipulate the weather. And so when we see droughts on the Colorado River, you have to ask yourself, is this something that's being caused by weather manipulation? And I know it's horrific to look at it in a sense, and it's conspiratorial in its nature. But if you look at everything else these people are doing, if we look at everything that is happening on this planet, does it make sense that the natural system of our ecosystem? of the exhaustion of carbon dioxide and the inhalation of oxygen that occurs between human beings, live organic animals, and then plants. Plants consume carbon dioxide. They aggregate carbon dioxide. The soil aggregates carbon dioxide. The water and ocean aggregate carbon dioxide. Humans exhaust carbon dioxide and take in the oxygen, which is the byproduct of the consumption of carbon dioxide by all the plant life. Does it make any sense that there's an excess of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere and that that excess carbon dioxide is the reason for increased heating? There's actually another element within our atmosphere that has greater magnification of solar energy that heats the planet 90 times greater than carbon dioxide. We'll talk about that here in a minute when we, uh, after our commercial break, we'll be back right back for the Dark Delight Show. Dark Delight with Josh Reeb on the WYSL stations. 
Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. <coughs> and we're talking about, well, weather manipulation now. We're talking about global warming. And uh, I was talking about how there is another substance that's in our atmosphere that magnifies light and produces heat way more than carbon dioxide. And it's one that's not talked about. Guess what it is? It's water. It's water vapor. And it's 90, per, 90 times more effective at producing heat in the atmosphere than carbon dioxide. I, I have had the privilege of talking to, uh, talking to and interviewing multiple scientists and doctors and PhDs throughout the years. And this is the type of information that I get. And so when we start looking at global warming, it'd be one thing to start producing initiatives to reduce our carbon footprint, to, to have a progressive goal to move away from oil, gas, and the drilling into the earth, the raping of the earth, and the stop pollution, right? It would be one thing to do that and set up aside an agenda to do that with goals and milestones, right? But it's another thing to do that with taxes. It's another thing to politicize it, to monetize the whole industry. That's the problem with it. Look, I want a clean earth. I want clean water. I want clean air. I want clean soil. But you're not going to get that by taxing people to death because of the amount of carbon that they're putting out there. What about the amount of, of chemicals, of waste that is thrown in to our rivers, our soil, and our air by manufacturing? What about the hexafluoride? I think it's a, uh, sulfur, uh, what is it? sulfur hexafluoride is the byproduct from industrial waste that is utilized and put into the public water systems. We were once told that it was sodium fluoride. It's not sodium fluoride. It's a hazardous, very, very dangerous chemical that is a byproduct of industrial waste that is put into your water supply. That's the poisoning of your water. What about the burying of all this harmful waste? through multiple different corporations around the world. But they get to buy a few carbon credits now, and all of a sudden that's all good. They can continue to do that. That's a politicalization, the monetization of this. That's what it was about. It's about generating a global tax, a global income for these elitists in a system, in a market that they create. It's not about saving the earth. And so anybody out there who is a proponent of climate change and who supports it, I, I recommend highly that you look into it and research it and delve into the topic and understand that this is not about stopping the heating of the earth. It's instead about monetizing human waste, about monetizing your breathing, monetizing your driving. It's about taxing every breath you take. That's the true agenda here. That's why Donald Trump says it's one big farce. If we truly wanted to save this planet, we would set initiatives 
for 5, 10, 15, and 20-year goals. We wouldn't monetize them, but instead would find appropriate regulations to reduce the amount of waste that goes into our soil, our water, and our air. We would say, hey, look, let's do an alternative energy initiative. Think about this. Let's do an alternative energy initiative. Let's get the greatest minds in the world out there right now to discover new and alternative sources of power and energy production that are clean and efficient. And over the next 10 years, we'll analyze all these various levels of exotic energy technologies and we'll begin implementation into our society. See, that's the type of progress we need in this world. That's the type of things that should be happening with this taxpayer-funded research. Not, oh my goodness, we had a buoy that declared a 1.4 degree increase in global temperature and a rising of 0.5 feet of seawater. You know what? If global warming was really a concern, and I, I can't take credit of this. This comes from Dan Pena. If global warming was really a concern, then ask yourself this. It, it estimated, John Kerry and all these guys are estimating, that global uh, global uh, coastal lands, the sea levels, will rise 10 to 100 feet over the next 50 years. 10 to 100 feet. If we take the minimum there, if global sea levels rise 10 feet in the next 10 years, Florida, gone. East Coast, gone. Europe, gone. London, London, all that, gone. Now, think about this here for a second. If that truly is the case, banks come out with various different prospectus upon their investments. They allocate money towards their investments. Their prospectus can range from 5, 10, 20, and 50 years ranges, right? If they're going to issue a 30-year mortgage, then they want to understand what that what that geographical area is going to do in the next 30 years. And they have the top-level analysts that go out there and compute these numbers. So I ask you, if the sea levels are going to rise 10 feet in the next 10 years, minimum, is what they say, John Kerry and all of them. Then why are Barack Obama, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, all the global leaders, Klaus Schwab, all these people, buying mansions on coastal lands? Building mansions in coastal territories. Barack Obama just built a house in, uh, in California on the coastline. Jeff Bezos just built his house on a coastline. Bill Gates just bought coastal territory. Why are the banks issuing mortgages to people buying property on the coast? The banks would know more than anybody that the global sea levels are going to raise in 10 years. I'm not going to issue a 30-year mortgage for, for a house or a mansion or a piece of property. That's on the coastland. But yet they are. Why? Because they know it's one big hoax. It's one big racket. That's why. 
Follow the money. That's all you have to do. Go out there, follow the money. If you follow the money, you'll understand as well as I do that the majority of the things in this world are money-making schemes done by the globalists to exchange your wealth for security. They get rich, and you feel all warm and cozy inside your house. Unfortunately, that is the state of our world, the nanny state of our world. And it started with the participation trophies back in the early 1990s, sadly to say. But enough with global warming. Enough with global warming. Let's get into the uh, economic collapse, uh, because that's really what's happening right now. Uh, the Dow has, uh, well, the Dow is down uh, 57 points today. The Nasdaq's up 138. The Russell, 2,000 up 17 points today. Everything about uh, hovering about uh, a half a point, a half a percent down and a half, about a percent up. Um, get ready. I've called this the teeter-totter, right? The teeter-totter. The Dow is still under 30,000. It might recover. No, it's not going to recover today. And I think that we have some type of Black Monday coming up. Go look at the futures market. You'll understand exactly what I'm saying. Is that top economists around the world are saying that we're going to have a rate hike every month going into 2023. And that 0.75 basis points, that's nothing. You're going to start seeing 100 basis points. You're going to start seeing 200 basis points because you have to increase the interest rate to match inflation. Inflation they're considering is about 10.5%. No, 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 no. It's more like 25, 26% inflation. But see, you cannot come out there and raise uh, interest rates to those levels because the economy will halt. We already have stagflation. We have increasing inflation going in one direction. We have decreasing production in the other direction. One of the reasons for decreasing production is we had the the producer price index come out the other day. And there's almost a 1% increase in the amount of raw supplies. Which, by the way, produces about a 34% increase in the amount of price. Because due to the cost of production. This is not good. We are headed to a black swan event, a global economic collapse. And we're warning you here. This is why we we tell you to go talk to Dr. Kirk Elliott. This is why I say call Dr. Kirk Elliott. Buy a few hundred dollars worth of silver. Open an IRA with them. Take that IRA that you have that's sitting in stocks that's lost 30-40% this year and put it in gold and silver. Take that 401k from your employer that is no longer managed by them. And just buy gold and silver. Trust me, by the end of the year, you'll be thanking me. 60% of CEOs, of corporate CEOs, are expecting a recession by 2023 and have started implementing recession-proof policies within their businesses. What is it? Recession-proof policies means? Well, if you can't make profit through the sale of products and services that you have to keep your revenue at least balanced. And so to increase revenue when profits are down, you have to lay off employees or raise prices. And what they're doing is they're raising prices and laying off employees. And you know, Joe Biden brought about the Defense Production Act uh, 
a little while ago, and this allows him basically communist takeover of various sectors of the United States economy. And he has ordered, ordered oil companies to fulfill their patriotic duty by lowering gas prices and reducing profits. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, the Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL station. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight show. You know, another thing about the Biden administration is they blame all of this inflation, rising gas and oil prices on Putin or corporate greed. Corporate greed, right. You know, they, they blame it on corporate greed. You know, they, these corporate CEOs are just so greedy that, uh, you know, that they will risk raising the cost of production just to make a profit. It's absolutely absurd. You know, there's a reason why they put Joe and Kami Kamala in office. And I say put them there because that's how it happened. They put them there. The election was stolen from Donald Trump because if we had four more years of Donald Trump, yes, there would be witch hunts. Yes, they would be doing multiple different impeachments. But at least the economy would be booming. At least there wouldn't be war worldwide. At least we wouldn't be wondering where we're going to be getting food in the next three to six months. Because under Donald Trump, you wouldn't have to worry about that because the consumer sentiment 
would be rising. Inflation would be decreasing, or at least stabilized. Not saying that Donald Trump didn't do radicalized spending. He did. He printed a lot of money. But he also had enough money coming in to cover the debt payments. I talked about it last night on my show, and, and actually a few months back, I said the, the first victim that will fall to the Great Reset will be the country of Japan. Now, the last time Japan had hard economic times, they went to war with the world. <laughs> and Japan right now has uh, massively um, taken a hit to their economy, and it doesn't look good. The outlook looks very, very gloom. And potentially, Japan could be the first victim. And I think it's coming. The Great Reset is in full progress right now. Joe Biden the host global climate talks as U.S. gas prices and inflation soar. And here we go again. Priorities, Joe. Priorities. The Democrats are, uh, are pushing the Green New Deal. They're pushing global climate change. Because you know what? It's a way to take more of your money. It's a way to swindle your wealth away. It's, it's, I'm just, you know, I'm, I, I'm so fed up with this stuff. Absolutely fed up with this stuff. But they're going to continue to do this. They're going to continue to steal your money, to enslave and imprison you, and then they're going to watch you and listen to you. And when the timing is right, when martial law is declared, they're going to come and arrest you. Are you ready for the Ministry of Truth 2.0? Nina Jackowitz has uh, garnered her resignation, and she is no longer. They are investigating the development of the Ministry of Truth board. But you know what? That isn't stopping the Department of Homeland Security. Kamala Harris to lead new task force targeting online harassment, abuse, and disinformation campaigns. All they've done is rebranded it, gave it a fresh new face, and reinitiated it. And what is this board to do? Well, this is like an overseer board that will watch what is happening through the various task forces that are developed to investigate what they are considered disinformation, propaganda online. You know, people who talk about uh, the 2020 election being stolen, people who talk about false narratives, which the government declares, about January 6th or about the state of our government or COVID-19 or the vaccine. So basically, anybody who speaks the truth will be suppressed. When truth becomes, or when conspiracy becomes truth, truth becomes conspiracy. A county in New Mexico has refused to certify election results over the machine concerns igniting a legal battle. The Supreme Court of New Mexico has ordered the county to certify the primary election results or they will be threatened with legal action by the state attorney general. Um, This comes after the county commissioners refused to do so over concerns about the Dominion voting machines. Three Republicans, uh, members of the Otero County Commission, in their role as a county candidacy board, uh, decided not to certify the June 7 primary results because of their distrust in the Dominion machines. The commissioners also voted last week to recount the ballots by hand, discontinued using the Dominion machines, and removed ballot drop boxes. Now, here's the problem. The elections are a state issue. 
The county commissioners have full control over their own elections, and federal authority has no jurisdiction over that. And state authority has slight jurisdiction, but the counties basically have last call. And if the counties say, hey, look, we're seeing problems with this due to a canvas, and we're going to have recount, why is the Supreme Court ordering them to certify now? You really have to ask yourself this because this is very, very concerning pertaining to voter fraud. Now, here's the problem. This isn't a general election. This is a primary. This goes back to what I've talked about before. Republicans, just as well as Democrats, cheat in these elections. It's a good old boys club. And if you are not selected, if you are not approved, you don't get in. And these county commissioners are noticing this. And now they're going to go back through and they're going to allow the people's vote to be heard. They're going to remove the machines and hand count the ballots. Well, I give a round of applause. Hooray to them. Thank you so much for people to actually have a spine out there and stand up against this tyranny, this voter fraud that is occurring in our world. Julian Assange's extradition to the U.S. has been formally approved by the United Kingdom government. And we could see Julian Assange be coming to the United States within weeks. Uh, Well, I think that that is going to be massive. I think that when Julian Assange gets to America, you're going to start seeing fireworks. And the threat of, of dead man switches being released. And who knows what can come out of there. I'm pretty sure Hillary Clinton is shaking in her boots. <laughs> uh, P- Putin came out and said that the previous world order won't return. The changes now happening are fundamental and irreversible, Putin said. Those who believe that things will go back to the way they were before the outbreak of the conflict in Ukraine are wrong. It is a mistake to suggest that the times of turbulent changes can be waited out and that things will return to normal, normal that everything um will be as it was. It won't. Putin insisted during a speech to the St. Petersburg International Economic Forum. The changes that the world are going through at the moment are fundamental, radical, irreversible, he added. However, ruling elites and Western countries refuse to notice the obvious shift and choose to cling on to the shadows of the past. Interesting. Anyways, guys, that's all the time I have for you today with the Dark Delight Show. We'll be back with you Monday. You guys have a fantastic evening. 